It's episode 1122-1122. And it's the Relevant Podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host, Cameron Strang. And joining me from Loverland, Virginia, is Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. What up, though? And in Los Angeles, you know him from Social Club Misfits, it's Marty. What's up? Emily is once again down for the count with a migraine, so she won't be joining us on this on today's show. Our thoughts and prayers. Uh, but you know, not having Emily on the show, I can bring up my Orlando Magic. Can we talk mm. about the number two team in the East, number three team in the NBA, Orlando Magic? Top Ooh. defense. Wow. Thank you very why much. We, why are we going to talk about them? Derek, your team, don't be salty just because the Pistons are the worst team in the NBA and maybe of all time. Don't was, be salty. Hey, man. Hey, look. <laughs> We on a fourteen that game was losing streak aggressive. right now. <laughs> so, it's rough. Please it's don't rough. throw any more fire on me, bro. Yeah, there's, there's no need. Man, I have been, and and then like just the other day, the Lakers had the worst loss. They lost by like forty four points. Had the worst loss in LeBron's life. You un, you understand the same day that the Pistons lost their fourteenth straight game, and the Lakers had the worst loss of LeBron's career. How hard it was to not text y'all <laughs> and glow. Oh my god! But, but like, y'all have been so kind to me when the magic were terrible that I I was I had the text ready and I didn't send it. I had I feel like I'm a, I'm a reasonably sophisticated sports fan. Uh-huh. I had yeah, to Google sure. this morning if Orlando was in the still in the in season tournament. The NBA, uh, the tiebreakers uh, thing. Yeah, we were three the and NBA one. Has made this in season tournament the most complicated thing I've ever like. It, it, one, I don't even know when it's happening, when it's not happening. Like, but, it, but, but it was a success because on the last day, which was uh, last Tuesday, uh, when all the final games were planned, you had Orlando fans tuning into an otherwise meaningless Toronto Brooklyn game uh-huh. and caring Genius. in the middle of in like late November. Genius. So they're right there. It's a success. You need, you need a spreadsheet and a calculator. <laughs> And to, to 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 figure out even you know what games is of any consequence like yeah. well now it gets easier because the real tournament be, starts. It could, all I'm saying it could be done so much. I you love need it. an engineering degree to figure out who you need to cheer for. They'll, tw- they'll tweak it. They'll tweak it. Yeah, I think you, I, yeah. the point differential thing kind of got wonky where. Games were ending at different times and teams had an advantage to say like, oh, I know if we win by X amount, we make it in. It just, they kind of threw the but game. But I feel like a tr- a, the fun of the tournament is you win, you stay, you lose, you're out. Like it's very, it, it seems it seems like they have complicated something uh-huh. incredibly, incredibly simple. You know, it's like, yeah. it's like if you go through. But now it's I, at that stage. Now that they've done the eight, when this show's coming out. The the now the final eight and final four is happening, and then it's just win and go home. You know, win or go it's, home. So. It's like it's like calling it, it, your your doctor's office to to, to confirm an appointment. <laughs> Something that's very simple. Hey, see you there tomorrow. Press one. See you there. If blah, exactly. Blah, blah. Press You've overcomplicated two, something. Blah, blah, blah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> A very simple thing that has just been overcomplicated. <laughs> Facts. I'm just happy. Yeah, just, you're entering in your, you know, your insurance member card ID, and it's like, I don't, who, who, who has, who knows that? Where, where, you know, I don't know. right? <laughs> you don't like change. Either tomorrow, you're, you're a curmudgeon. Yeah. 
I enjoy, uh, I enjoy well, it though. I, that, the uh, Bucks Heat game felt like a it felt like a playoff game. Playoffs. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Excuse me. It felt like a championship game. Like those boys were they were hooping. Like they were playing some real ball. Like it was some good games. I was surprised, you know, like the winner of the in-season tournament, every player and every coach on the winning team gets half a million dollars. I was mm. surprised that that was as much of an as an incentive to these multimillionaires as it right. is, because maybe I, the superstar, don't need that half million, but the guy coming in between the G League and our yeah. end of our bench gets it. Our assistant coach gets it. So, like, oh, wow. they're fighting for, for the whole team to win. And it's kind of cool to see the, you know, Give some motivation. How far down the coaching staff does it go? Like ball boy, yeah, that's my level question. Or, oh, you know, my I guess would be anybody on the bench, like a bench oh, wow. level assistants. Because a lot of teams, including Orlando, has a ton of player development staff and support staff that don't sit on the bench. So I would yeah. guess it's bench coaches. Man, dang. They should I'll be like, bro, it. let me be a, 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 a foot coach. Let's show you how to. <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing, but I'll, I'll be just a bring that. Coach. I'll just bring the Gatorade out. You right. Know? Yeah. Anyway, go magic. Hydration right. coach. Well, we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, we talked to one of our favorite counselors, Deb Faleda. We talked to her about specifically this time of year, busy, family, all the stress. Uh, how do we set and maintain healthy boundaries? How do we stay on top of our mental health time of year? You don't want to miss that conversation. It's coming up later. And also at the end of the show, I told you last week, we do a second edition. We're doing Ask the Cast Holiday Edition, where you bring us your Christmas or holiday conundrums. We give you sage advice on how to handle <laughs> the situations. It went really well in the last show, so we're bringing it back. All right. Stay tuned. Up next, it's Slices. You're listening to Laura Elliott. The song is T-Shirt. Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in. Amazing. Did not disappoint. Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting. You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen season four. Episodes one through three of The Chosen season four are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. Okay, it's time for Slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right. Um, I have a slice that I thought the news story that I'm presenting was the slice. But this is one of those weird slices where the slice is the slice. And and let me explain here. (laughs) I was promised a story that I'm going to read I'm going to read the the headline that says uh uh surviving the apocalypse colon one in three americans confident they'll be the last one standing very interesting because one i think one in 3 one in 3 that's crazy mm. well that's what it, it, exactly like oh i got to dig into this this is very interesting i have a lot of thoughts about this i used to watch preppers one of my favorite shows right. <laughs> one of the best shows ever and yeah, i don't know if you guys remember preppers it's uh-huh. great I watch a lot of survi- apocalypse survival shows. Uh, so I was really excited to dig into this. 
And so I start reading some of the numbers and they're given the percentage. Then I get to this paragraph. According to Americans, the ideal survival team they would build to get through the apocalypse includes Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Chuck Norris, <laughs> Superman, John Cena, and MacGyver. And I'm like, what kind of, what kind of survey is this? You're mixing, one, you're mixing fictional, fictional superheroes with living actors, one of whom is 83 years old. Bro, did y'all say Chuck Norris? Yeah, he's 80. But, but, and it's like, well, yeah, the ideal survival team would have an invincible superhero who, yeah, who, who, right. can, Superman. who can literally do. Yeah, exactly. I would take him sure, on my team. All day. You know? And so I kept reading. I'm like, this, this doesn't make sense. So then I, this is the next, this is the next, uh, uh, the thing they said the the survey also examined the foods people would live off of and discovered that uh canned meat or fish you know obviously it, it seems it's not perishable at 30 percent uh, would be ideal peanut butter at 26 percent down mm. the list were salty snacks and canned beans and nuts but sandwich right there at 13 percent was was satisfying sandwiches it's like, who's who's taking <laughs> Who's taking canned Panera meats bread, bread. over satisfying? Yeah, I would That's take. That's how I know they're not going to yeah, make it. If I want to so survive rad. the apocalypse, yeah, I'll take satisfying sandwiches and Superman. Yeah, yeah chicken parm. No yeah, I want a chicken parm, and that, you know that sounds like a Friday night. That doesn't sound like survival. Uh, then I came across this line. Conducted uh, the survey was conducted by one poll on behalf of national sandwich chain Quiznos. Which, Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you kidding me? It took me me half the news story to realize I'm reading Quiznos propaganda here. Lazy. Look, this is North Korean. Lazy. This is amazing. Propaganda. Phenomenal. Like, make the ideal team like, I've got to take Bear Grylls or, or, you know, whatever. Like, the the laziest Quiznos propaganda I've ever read. It's like, yeah, I'll take a satisfying sandwich over over canned beans. Oh, oh, shocking. To have stopped the presses. Let's let's call the news agency. So, do you believe in what the American people would rather have a delicious sandwich during the apocalypse than nuts? You know, like, give me a break. (laughs) This is awesome. Quiznos, I, I literally, when I read that, I was like, I got to check the date on this. Is, is this some kind of type? Of, I didn't even know Quiznos was still around. I went to yeah, a Quiznos I, I a couple defunct. months ago. I went to a Quiznos a couple months ago. Was it good? It was. It Did was, it still stand? How many are there left? <sighs> Man, I'm not trying to mess my Quiznos sponsorship up, but the lady was a little stingy with the little sweet onion teriyaki sauce. I'm just, I'm just surprised they're still in the game. I'm, so, I'm surprised. I just remember it was like one day Quiznos, like you woke up, yeah, and, and Quiznos were just nah, everywhere. Like and then the next was day, in the, this was in the most sketchy strip mall place on planet Earth. It was actually, I was about to do a show, and I was really hungry, and not they didn't have catering. So I'm like, I guess I'll just go to this Quiznos. There was nobody in there but me and the lady. And like, it looked like she had bread stacked up to the top of the ceiling. Like nobody was, I'm the only customer she had the whole day. Maybe it was in California. It was in Nashville. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm I'm like, bro, I I don't, it's, it's the Arby's thing. Like, you know how we're like, no one eats at Arby's. How are they still open? It's the same thing here. They're laundering money. Uh, at least Arby's have his Jamocha and great okay, curly at fries. Quiznos, Quiznos at one point had 4,000 stores. Mm-hmm. There's now 170. As oh, of yeah. The downfall of Quiznos. Sure. I want to see that documentary. This lady, There's three right by me. There's three right by me right now. And that's the old, 
that's the ones in California. There's three within 16 miles of me. That's crazy. 4,000 closures. Yeah, that's 4, crazy. 4,000 plus closures. That's crazy. I wish Go Subway home. closed. That would be great. I wish it was a reverse. We How had Quiznos and Subway. How dare you, Marty? I mean, that's the lowest tier. I mean, they took out Blimpies. They took out their competition. They took out... Remember Blimpies, yeah, guys? I, I mean, come Blimpies. on. You know, like... Blimpies The only good. person who could stand up was Publix. And yeah. luckily, they didn't well, get taken out. I think there's some Jersey Mike's, stuff happening. Jersey Mike's has a has, we'll has a good yeah. has a good sandwich. I don't know if you I'd rather do Jersey Mike's and Subway. Jersey Subway Mike's just in the neighborhood. Bad. Oh, nah. Yeah, Subway just has bad marketing. Well, here's fire, the thing. Firehouse but, subs, here's right. a, but here's the deal. There's one. There's one that's in the game that's like there's no way that we're competing with Jersey Mike's firehouse level. But we're going to do something. We're going to figure out a way to make and deliver sandwiches with almost mind. It's 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 like they know it, it, they know you're about to call and they have your sandwich ready about to deliver. And that's Jimmy John's. Mm. You can order at Jimmy John's, and I, I I don't know how they do it. They're, they they have your perfectly custom sandwich at your place of of work, your house within minutes. It's oh yeah, I had Jimmy John's and Jersey Mike's mixed. Jersey Jimmy John's is the one that I don't like. Jersey yeah. Mike's, I rock with them, but Jimmy yeah. John's the sandwiches are always cold and like. Well, they don't, I don't have time to eat them. There's no time for that, bro. <laughs> it's, no yeah, and the bread is always hard to me. Like it's like, yeah. It's, I'm again. There's no time to soften it up. Subway just has great locations. Well, because half of them are in gas stations, <laughs> right? And, and then the right. other half, like in the hospital, they just they're they have them in the hospital. Like it's just like a. It's a, it's all uh, it's all there, and I'd rather much more have Jersey Mike's. I think the same company that owns Taco Bell owns Subway, maybe I think or something like that. There's it's, they're they're in a pool with other fast food yeah. chains. I don't know which one it is. Did you ever hear that story about Pepsi? How Pepsi bought KFC? Mm-hmm. They bought uh, mm-hmm. they bought four stores so they could put Pepsi in them. Yep, best investment they ever did because nobody wanted to carry Pepsi at one point. Yeah, a genius. There you go. It's a fact. That's 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 what. How much money? That is was that? my slice a couple of years ago. How, how much money is that, Marty? Like, how? What do I got to do to get that kind of money? Be like, you know what? People aren't buying my albums. I'm just gonna buy Spotify. 150. That's how it starts <laughs> to get a. To, what do they call those? 150 to get the uh, the franchise going. Oh, Start yeah. with the Chick Fil A one. Uh, Chick Fil A. So. You have to have worked there for years before um, they'll to get it. allow you to. And then possibly. like the max salary is like what, like a hundred thousand, right? No, they do they, better they than that. They price it like a but. pastor would, like a pastor with his own salary. Like, hey, you can't get over this amount. Oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yep. All right. That'll do it for your sandwich update. Uh, stay tuned. <laughs> Up next. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, it's, we're still in slices. What do you have, Derek? Uh, Andre 3000 has the longest song to chart on Billboard with his last release. Uh, Something from that flute album charted. Bro, that wow. re- oh, stop. Album's like number one right wow. now, bro. Like you're not gonna talk about Dre like that. Hey, but I love it, Andre 3000. I hate that album though. I, I love hate that it. album, but it charted. Really? Uh, I like it. Yeah, it's fun. But yeah, I listen to like all kind of different stuff like that. But this, the album peaked at 34 on Billboard, That's and shocking. that song is the first song. The uh, the intro it peaked at number 90 on the Billboard Hot wow. 100. So yeah. But it's crazy. It's, oh. it's a twelve-minute song. Flutes. Hey, look! Crazy. Remember, you remember back in the '90s when there were instrumentalists that would just do well, yeah. like you know, Yao Ming. What's that one lady? Yao Ming. What's that one lady who just played like 
The girl, though. What's the... She's an Asian... Oh, she was violin. great. Yo, yo, ma. Yeah. Yo, yo, the violin, yo, yo, ma. Yo, yo, ma. Yeah. That was a big yeah. one because I just saw her on Kirby Enthusiasm. Then, you know, there's always somebody. There's Kenny G, all these different people. So he's just a new version of that for our generation. I love it. So it works. I think it's dope. I mean, jump another you gotta one. listen to something in the elevator. <laughs> hey, bro, chill out. <laughs> it's a, it's, it's chill like out, yoga bro. studio music. It's like spa music. Chill out, bro. Y'all gonna it leave. is very spa-like. It's very spa-like, though. I ain't gonna hold you. Yeah, listen, when I'm on hold, I gotta hear something, or else how do I know the call didn't drop? I love you know? hearing uh, Michael McDonald on hold. You're like, yeah, heck yeah. Can you stop? <laughs> Put me back on pause. <laughs> he's, he's just doing vocal riffs. He's not even having lyrics. They're just like, just, just riff, man. It's just him riffing. Yeah, all right, that's funny. All right, Marty, what do you have? Yeah, so uh, my story, I don't know if you guys have heard this. Uh, my slice of the week was a story about Sabrina Carpenter. Um, she was from Girl Meets World. Uh, I don't know if you guys know her from Disney fame. So she uh, did a music video in a Brooklyn Catholic church. Uh-huh. Uh, apparently... They didn't know what they were getting into. She she put a bunch of coffins in there. She's oh. you know filming a music video for her song. I think it's like Feather. She films this whole music video. And the church realizes this was in our church. So the Catholic church gets pissed off. They fire the pastor. They don't fire the pastor. He's on administration leave, administrative leave, oh. um, because they didn't know what they were getting into. Um, and at this point, I mean, this goes to an earlier slice that I had about Doja Cat. Are you really a pop star if you're not offending the church at this point? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, so she, uh, she, she filmed this music video. And she's dancing in a black dress. Uh, she's got coffins around. I think they're her ex-boyfriends. And so she did this whole music video. Catholic Church, uh, the arch, the head of them, like the diocese, found out, lost their mind that they would use this church in Brooklyn uh, to film a music video. And uh, now the consequences are all on uh, this poor guy who just rented out the building, not even knowing what was going to happen to so the pastors in serious trouble. And uh, yeah, her video has 11 million views. So uh, great music video and a great song. I haven't heard either and I haven't even seen it, but yeah, great for both. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, what, what happens in Brooklyn happens in Brooklyn, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's kind of on him though, right? He probably should have checked it out before. He should have checked it. You know? He should have. Che- I, I feel like you ever get so angry um, at something that you just had that jolt reaction. Like you shouldn't. You go a little too hard. Like you just find the news and you're like, I'm going to send the best email. Yeah. I feel like that's how the the diocese acted towards him. Um, mm. Now it's <laughs> you know now the news is really about how they allowed this woman to film a music video, not really about. Uh, why? Like why? I, I, there's no explanation of why. I mean, he's just more upset that they would film this pop music video inside of a church. I think. Yeah. Is it like it must be pretty risque, huh? It's not really that bad. I mean, and we're living in an era where I'm like the tolerance is higher. Mm, it's not yeah. that bad, in my opinion. There's little clips I saw online. Um, I don't know if it's really. Uh, I don't know if it's. I mean, I haven't seen the whole music video, so I can't vouch for it. But I can mm. tell you that the little scenes that I have seen, she's just spinning around in circles with her face, and I mean, this is a Disney star girl. She's yeah. not going to go too it hard. Seem like that big a deal? Um, oh yeah. no, it, it doesn't. But I think it the depends on what, what part deal. of the Disney journey she's on. She's not like shaved head version okay. yet. She's between shape. She's between Britney and uh, Ariana Grande right now. She's in that world, but she's not that oh, pop. Okay. She's not 
that superstar level. But these stories, I find that the church is the church is becoming the marketing tool for a lot of these pop stars to shake things up. Definitely, and I feel like we're falling for it, and that's the saddest part to me. I mean, that's what happened with Lil Nas X. He was like, "I'm gonna exactly." Go- be demons and then everybody's going to get offended and Doja Cat like all these people are using yeah. the church as a marketing tool and we're falling for it yep. and that's uh, that's sad because um, it's the church church unfortunately I feel like throughout music history has never had a, a, a valid stance they've always just reacted to um, the like the what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? They just react to the headline. They don't they don't do any research. They're not talking. Like I was thinking about this. I don't know if any of you have ever had uh, something taken away by like a Christian parent. You know, it's like mm-hmm. I remember my mom running over my Dr. Dre 2001 CD with her expedition. You know, like I, oh, wow. that's Purple. actually how that's actually how I heard Christian rap of all things was because that my mom ran over my CD because she heard the curse words and stuff like that, and so. Yeah, right. I, I I I never had it taken away. My I just wasn't allowed to have it, so I had to like uh-huh. be secretive. I actually got a lot of good music that way. Friends were like, "Man, my my, my dad's gonna find my Green Day CD." It's like, "Sweet man, I I you know I've told stories that you know at those at those like." burnings or whatever where people <laughs> cleanse their home one with your f- <laughs> yeah i i, I went to the pile before they set it on fire yeah dude i went dumpster diving uh-huh. one time at one of those and i came out i had so many cool dvds i got you from that cleaned thing. up you even road trip on dvd <laughs> that's a that's a funny like that's a side note but that's a funny like skit to have them about to burn all these cds and you're like hold on hold on there's a limbiscuit cd here yeah. there's like dr dre yeah. and you're like all right you guys can burn it now it's all trash <laughs> See, the kids of the kids of this time will never understand that ever. they'll never yeah. have oh, that. gosh they you don't i just realized that they'll never have it yeah, you can't you can't pull out the NWA CD before they burn it. I'm sorry, kids. All right, that'll do it for slices. Stay tuned up next. Deb Felita joins us. You're listening to Citizens. Song is Donation Acoustic. Well, Relevant has a lot happening this year, and we don't want you to miss a thing. Make sure to sign up for our newsletter right there on the front page at relevantmagazine.com, and we'll send you our top five trending stories sent to your inbox every weekday. We'll also send you a weekly uh, podcast newsletter with the latest episodes, some uh, fan extras, and first peeks at the new shows that we're going to be rolling out throughout this year. Make sure to sign up. It's the best way to keep in touch with everything we got going on. Well, our guest today is Deb Faleta. Like I mentioned earlier in the show, she's a trusted counselor and a friend. Uh, We've been publishing her work and her words for years and years. Uh, With the busy holiday season in full swing, we wanted to talk to her about how to stay on top of our mental health during this time of year and some tips on how to set and maintain healthy boundaries. It's our conversation. Well, it's officially the holiday season, and I think for so many people, that is a really stressful time of year for a lot of different reasons. I'd love to know, do you have any practical tips for 
how we can get through this season without being totally stressed out. Yeah, it is true. It, it seems like the holidays just amplify everything, you know, like everybody's stressed out. Everything's magnified. Schedules are overwhelmed. There's so many obligations. So it's all this external stress that people are dealing with. And I think on top of that, there's relational dynamics as well. When you go to these family gatherings and when you have to write your Christmas cards and sum up what's going on in your life and when you're dealing with dysfunctional family members. So there's so many things that can really amplify the stress of the holidays. But, you know, when I look at that as a counselor, to me, I think the holidays are just like a magnifying glass. They do amplify, but guess what? They amplify what's already there. They amplify our people-pleasing tendencies. They amplify our our guilty conscience. Oh, I have to go to this because um, they're not going to be happy with me. Um, th- that feeling of obligation. They, they magnify our dysfunctional families. They magnify our lack of boundaries and self-care. So on one hand, yeah, the holidays are stressful and it magnifies everything. But on the other hand, what if God is using some of that magnification process to challenge us to do things differently, to challenge us to focus on an area of our life that we need to tweak, boundaries that we need to set with family, self-care and soul care, like I like to call it, that we need to start investing in caring for ourselves and making sure that we're not burnt out. Um, And so while the holidays do amplify the stress, I also think it's an opportunity for us to to look at it and learn from it and see what we need to change moving forward, what we need to pay attention to so that we don't just keep repeating the pattern. So maybe instead of seeing it as like holiday stress, we should see it as a blessing that we get to see things that otherwise we just be living underneath the surface of our lives in an unhealthy way for far too long. What would be a good way then to start implementing boundaries during the holiday season? Because I think some people might think, well, I'll just wait till after the holidays to do that. But how do we like proactive about that? You know, when I think of boundaries, I, I, I know we use that word. There's so many words in psychology and counseling that are so overused. And boundaries is one of those words. And I think people don't even know what boundaries mean. I think sometimes people think a boundary is, I'm going to tell you what you should do. You know, I'm going to tell you to stop calling me. I'm going to tell you to stop interacting with me. I'm going to tell you to stop doing this or that. That's not a boundary. That's control. You can't force people to do things differently. But a boundary is how you're going to protect yourself. A boundary is what you're going to do in response. So a boundary would be, yeah, let's say you get five invitations, right? A boundary is not feeling obligated to go to every single one, but choosing the one or two that you want to commit to the relationships that you want to invest in. And I think in order to have boundaries, especially with family gatherings and functions and friends and coworkers, You have to really know who is in what circle. I always challenge people to draw three circles, your core group, your friend group, and your acquaintance group. And each circle is a level of commitment. If you don't know what circle anybody is in, then everybody feels 
just as important. Everything feels like an obligation. But when you can understand these people are in my core, these people are in circle two, and these people are in circle three, you can plan and prioritize based on the type of investment that you want to make in those relationships rather than doing it out of obligation. So those are just some things to be thinking about as you're getting thrust into the season of obligations and invitations and expectations. Um, who are these people to me? What type of relationship do I want to have? And which relationships do I want to invest in? And which ones do I not need to invest in? I, I also think we can, something I've been telling a lot of my clients is that love doesn't mean no boundaries. You can love people and honor them, but still learn to love them from a distance. Um, and, and that means some things you're not going to be able to go to. Um, some things you're going to have to decline. Some things you're not going to be able to show up to. But that doesn't mean you don't love those people. You can still love people, but there's something called loving from a distance. Um, I do want to talk about, like you mentioned, the difference between boundaries and control. Um, you know, obviously we don't want to control people, but, you know, how can we maybe clarify those boundaries to someone without seeming like we're controlling them? I think, again, a boundary is less about what you tell people and more about how you respond. So, for example, when we're talking about um, somebody who is calling you nonstop and you don't have the time because you've got so many things to do and maybe you feel like this friend is being a little too needy and relying on you for more than they should. A boundary isn't, hey, stop calling me. A boundary is, hey, listen, you've been calling me a lot and I appreciate that you trust me, but I'm unable to give you what you need. So I just want you to know if you call me within this time frame or after this time at night, I'm not going to be able to pick up. And that's a boundary. Something as simple as what it's just what you are going to do. Hey, I really appreciate all the invitations. I really appreciate how you want to include me in everything and every party. Thank you for thinking of me. I just need you to know that with all of the things I have going on in my life, with my need to focus on my family and my children, we're not going to be able to make it to this event this year. It's about what I am able to do. It's what about, about what I'm going to do, how I'm going to respond rather than, hey, you guys need to stop inviting us to all these things and expecting us to show up. That's not a boundary. Um, a boundary is, you know, thank you for the invitation, but we're not going to be able to be there. And so I also think it's important, especially for this generation, to realize that boundaries are respectful. It, it doesn't mean you blow up at somebody. You don't wait till the last straw till you can't take it anymore and then you blow up at them and call it a boundary. That's not a boundary. That's an anger problem, right? Um, I think sometimes our culture, we, we wait and wait and wait and wait and then we explode at people and say, well, that's just my boundary. No, that's not your boundary because a boundary is something that you give to somebody with respect. It doesn't mean they're going to respect your boundary. It doesn't mean they're going to like the boundary. It doesn't mean they're going to clap for you and say, oh, thank you so much for setting that. But you set it 
out of a place of respect. You're respecting them, but you're also respecting yourself. I also think it's important for people to realize that boundaries don't mean cutting people out of your life. There is a time and place for that in some rare cases when we're dealing with extremely toxic people. But for the most part, most of us are dealing with difficult people, not necessarily extremely toxic people that we have to cut out of our lives. I think sometimes because we don't know how to set boundaries, we think of boundaries either I'm cutting you out of my life forever or you have full reign in my life, full say. Um, but neither of those are healthy. And so I think it's really important for us to learn there's different levels of boundaries. Um, there's different levels of relationships. There's different levels of closeness that people have in your life, whether it be things you're sharing with them, whether it be the time investment that you're making in them, um, the emotional investment that you're making. And guess what? You control all of that. Um, I do want to throw something out to you that like you, like you said, I think our gen or my generation, especially they think it's kind of all or nothing when it comes to boundaries. Um, and it's like you said, it's there's levels or layers to it. I think part something that can kind of get sort of misconstrued is, um, you know, the idea of forgiveness when someone has wronged us. Um, where does forgiveness and boundaries sort of intersect? Yeah, I guess for me, um, forgiveness and boundaries go hand in hand. Um, so, so for me, forgiveness is me learning to release myself from the pain that you have caused me. That's what forgiveness is. I'm forgiving you. I'm releasing you from the pain that you have caused me. Forgiveness is for us to be free, to be released. There's still consequences. God has consequences for those who hurt us, but we also have consequences. And sometimes those consequences look like boundaries. When I forgive you, that doesn't mean I take away the boundaries. In fact, I have to reinstate boundaries so that I can earn back trust. I've forgiven you. You no longer have power over me. I'm no longer holding that hurt in my life. But in order for you to come back where you were, we're going to have to cross some hurdles to make sure that we can get back to where we were. And those hurdles are boundaries. In some cases, you're going to do a great job and show me that you are willing to do the work and, and heal and restore our relationship. And you're going to overcome those hurdles and we're going to restore what we had. In other cases, I've forgiven you, but I see you're not willing to do the work and change. And you're just standing in front of those hurdles, not willing to do anything about them. And so that shows me that, yes, I forgive you, but the dynamic of the relationship has to change. We're going to have to do it a little bit differently until you're willing to show me that you can be trusted again. So I think as a counselor, I see forgiveness and boundaries as something that have to go hand in hand, especially when we're talking about can the relationship even be restored? Is there any potential there? Well, I'll find out when I start setting boundaries and you honor and respect those boundaries versus setting boundaries and you dis dishonoring those boundaries. It's almost like the boundaries are a litmus test to show me whether or not the relationship is healthy for me to engage in again. That was Deb Faleta. Make sure to check out 
all the stuff she's doing. But if you want to go over to relevantmagazine.com and search for her name, a lot of good content. Stay tuned. Up next, it's Ask the Cast Holiday Edition Part 2. You could tell if they brother by the rule. They claim Christ will see it in the fruit. Fruit, 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 fruit. Go ahead, dog, and put that on the loop. I don't associate with that side. Tell him, him, and him, though they change faith. All this growth coming from worldly niece. Christian version of the worldly rapper that y'all want to be. Anybody that corrects y'all is jealous, huh? Y'all didn't tell me what we jealous of. You follow trends, we'll forget you like the other ones. Another ones, another ones. You're listening to Uninvited and Saint. The song is Girls Don't Cry. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Okay, we did it last week. We're bringing it back. We're uh, doing an Ask the Cast holiday edition. You guys hit us up with your holiday conundrums, and I will read them to the crew, and uh, they Mm. will help you solve your issues. Uh, Here we go. Excited Uh, to Katie... Katie wrote in, says, we have some small kids, and I got one of those elf on the shelf things last year. Kids mm. enjoyed it, uh, but now they've been seeing far more elaborate pranks and setups on social media, and I think their expectations are a little too high this year. Mm. I don't have the time or desire to turn our living room into a Hollywood movie set every night. What do I do? Tell them no. Yeah. I think <laughs> You can't I kill think- off... The, no, the no, that's elf. exactly that's exactly what has to happen. Ooh, oh, look, hey, sorry, y'all, the elf dies. Steve. Yeah, that's what I say. You're going to stage one more elaborate Hollywood scene, and this one ends tragically. Um, <laughs> you fall off the shelf, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, yeah, that's like I, I can't prank. Yeah, I, I cannot believe traumatize he, your children forever because yes. you're lazy. Okay. Yeah, I got no, a prank I, for these kids. We pretend a robber came in and took all your gifts, and now you guys have no oh gifts. Guess where we're opening up gifts on December twenty sixth. And your jo- and children, your job now is to defend the house. Elf on the shelf wasn't my era or my kids' era. So, yeah, what, but isn't it the belief is that it's a toy that comes alive at night? And that it's sitting on the shelf watching you to make sure you're well behaved. That is terrifying. Yeah. If you're yeah. not, then it'll report back to Santa. Is yeah, that so the, real the elf story? is on the shelf. Yeah, the elf on the shelf is. I, I this is because I just did a deep dive on TikTok. So it sits on the. It sits and it watches the gifts, and you're not supposed to touch it. If you touch it, the magic also leaves. So you don't want to touch it as well. Yeah. So you just watch it. Then the parent's supposed to move it in multiple spaces and be like, I don't know what happened. Because it comes alive and at so, night or yeah. gets into mischief and stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and so apparently oh like a couple, there's a video that's going viral right now where of a girl just grabbing it like a little kid and the whole family like loses their mind. They're like, no, no. Kids are crying. People are just losing it because this little like two-year-old just grabbed it and they're like, they're ruining the magic. You know, so that's oh, there was a horrific tragedy that's last crazy. night. It appears the elf slipped off the mantle and fell into the lit fireplace and burned alive. Um, so, <laughs> so you're not. So Christmas is canceled, kids. Yeah. So, Sorry. Yeah. I, I say the robber still stands. Just, just you give them the gifts the next day, and you say, "Hey, kids, we got robbed." 
Let them experience a little life. There was a home invasion as well as a kidnapping. He was was kidnapped. He was kidnapped. (laughs) Nick Travis uh, wrote in. He said, uh, I drew my office nemesis in Secret Santa. I mean, I really can't stand this lady. How do I give a gift that's appropriately festive without revealing my true feelings? Easy. That's an easy one. That's the that's the month you have to give a monthly gift. So it's one of those things where you put like sixty dollars to fruit baskets every month. It's like why am I keep getting like plums? Like, yeah, you know, just, it just never club. ends. Yeah, yeah, mm. overwhelm them. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good one. I would need to know what she doesn't like. Yeah, true. That, that would no, be really Nick. helpful. Uh, yeah, a little more yeah, detail. It's some lady. Probably she's the unfun lady. I, in the office, probably uh, the Toby mm-hmm. to Michael Scott kind of a thing. Uh, See, I feel like they're a right. bunch of Disney stuff. Like just buy her like Mickey Mouse, like you know what I mean. Just had to buy her the happiest things you can buy. Buy her. stuff that doesn't fit. That's well, how you do it. Just, well, yeah, no, I, just, just 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 stuff that's just happy, oversized. Right? I think the play is a gift card, right? But it's not. It's it's like a restaurant nobody wants. Like, oh, checkers, yeah. twenty five dollars. Quiznos, thirty dollar Quiznos. There's not one in ten <laughs> miles, thirty yeah. miles of the city. Yeah. That's, that's a good, good one. Good. I like that. Yeah. Quiznos, thirty dollar yeah. gift card. I like it. It's auto parts. Auto parts. They can't redeem it. Radio Shack. Where am I, where am I gonna use this? Uh, okay, thank you. Radio Shack's coming back. There's only two in the nation. Great. All right. Uh, Megan Brown wrote in. Every year, my family debates whose New Year's resolution is the most unrealistic. Every year, my family debates whose New Year's resolution is the most unrealistic. How do I diplomatically handle these annual aspirations without dampening spirits? That's just mean. So what everybody now? says their New Year's resolution, and then we vote on which one is the. Worst. So, so what is say the question again? What what so, is the question? So she's asking, how do I diplomatically handle these annual aspirations without dampening spirits? So she's trying to say, like, how do I tell somebody in the family that their resolution is the stupid? dreams won't happen? Basically, <laughs> essentially, that's, that's kind of what she's. We, we might need to have it. There's no answer for this except for well, there's an intervention for this. We need yeah. to talk about you and the way that you see your family. No, um, this is Emily. Who is this? Who is this? Who's this, this name? Megan Brown. I have a feeling that her family. We need to talk, girl. I have a feeling that her family probably has like wild stuff with no follow through or no plan. Like, what if her family right. is? Like, is that what it is? What if it's that? It could be Probably. that. Like, I'm gonna make a million dollars next year. Well, how? Right. I'm gonna make it. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm I'm make then, it by make Amazon. It sense, dro- yeah. Amazon drop shipping. We doing Amazon yeah. drop shipping, yeah. or we doing uh Now I'm on Megan's side. Now that you said that, Derek, you're right. right you I'm on Megan's like, side. They probably are outrageous. I'm gonna open up Quiznos. Yeah, I'm gonna open up a Quiznos yeah. in our city. Right. <laughs> so that, that's what I'm assuming. I don't want to think that she's just the most miserable yeah. person in the world. That's like, hey, I'm gonna lose 20 pounds. You can't do that. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cassie wrote in Good and one. said that every year her resolutions are always forgotten by February. How do you come up with a New Year's resolution that's both fun and actually achievable? So she mm. she wants some tips mm-hmm. here mm. for her resolution. Well, I, I think uh, just make like if she's just looking for fun and achievable, that's a very yeah. low bar. It's like yeah, it I'm gonna, bar. Uh, yeah, if, for sure. But that's I think honestly that's the key. Like if you want to, it's the common like, sense party mindset. Exactly. You if you want to lose, these- if you want to lose weight or you want to get out of debt, okay, don't, don't paint yourself in a corner here. If you're like. I want to. I want to watch six movies a month. Great, easy, easy day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. I like it. Just keep it. I think the key is to keep it. Keep to, it to, if you want it fun and achievable, make something fun and achievable here. Right. You know, keep it absolutely. Simple. Yeah, low level. Let's do some low level goals. All right. Yeah. 
I like it. Uh, Trenton said that his neighbor's Christmas lights are so bright. It's like living next to a small son. How can he ask them to tone down the Christmas cheer without seeming like a Grinch? Hey, bro, easy. can you tone down the Christmas tree, bro? But, no, but like, no. they're on. You, There's not like a dimmer easy. switch. No, it's you, easy. You, it's super what? easy. Um, I have had to do this myself, and oh. it starts and it ends with the Starbucks gift card and a handwritten note. No, and you put it the, in, you'd be like, listen, I hate to be this person, but, um, you know, it's directly into my, you lie, of course, right into my children's room, the, the, the light. Um, I love your, your Christmas lights. But it's lights. your neighbor. No, they know that you, you don't have kids. No, it, you fight fire with fire. Okay. You, <laughs> you, brighter. They, they you want brighter? You, you, you put they, flashlights they in see there. shine. You show, show them some sign, shine. And I'm talking motion detector floodlights around the perimeter of your house. It's going to look like a supermax prison That's out expensive. there. You're going to win the, remember you were just talking about in your split, uh, your slice about how, you know, at, at, at being able to survive this world annihilation. Now I understand yeah. why you're one in the three that feel like you're going to just one convenient. It. How about this one conveniently split place, one floodlight just shine directly into one of their windows. Bro, I think we'll do the, job. On the door. And say, can you turn the floodlight off? I like, prefer just, you know passive what I'm saying? aggressive. Like, just be like, it's too bright. Okay, bro. but but let's let's just say, okay, I went through all the effort. I had this big, you know, plan for my Christmas lights. I hung them. It took a lot of work. I'm excited about it. And my neighbor comes up and says, "Can you turn your lights down? Here, I don't appreciate." Be prepared. I'm gonna be they, like, no. But, but, like, but even look. if they have the gift card, you have to be prepared. To make a veiled threat against their home. Listen, yeah, tell, you have tell to them see that you went to happen. sleep and you thought Jesus came back because the whole outside <laughs> was bright. Like, but he's gonna be like, yeah. "That's the point. It's Christmas. You need to be more cheerful." That's what. Then the floodlight comes. Then the threats, and I, then you resort to threats and floodlights. Flood and then you stage the murder do? of their elf on a shelf. Yeah, you want to do is you want to go up to them with a child and say, "My daughter." Is allergic to light. Like, that's not even your kid. It doesn't matter. My daughter can't sleep. <laughs> yeah. And that is directly in her room. And, and if you don't no. turn it off, I might burn your house down. I'm going to break or one leg outside at a time. Or just fuse box. Just... That's a yeah. I mean, that, now we're getting now we're getting Home Alone. You know, now we're getting into now. I know why you like Home Alone as you're you're getting the fuse boxes. There's things happening here, but I think that I think that it's the awkward. I mean, hopefully, you either have a best friend as your neighbor or you have your mortal enemy. Yeah. So right. that's that's a risky yeah. that's a risky. Uh, yeah. Or, or you just go that's just go hard on stuff. inflatables. I'm like the the entire the, every inch of your yard is is like. Peanuts characters reenacting the nativity with inflatable yes. status. See, that out doesn't there. help with the light that shot. He's adding more light. Yeah. <laughs> you're just adding what? more fire. Yeah, you want to be unpleasant? You want, you want to be unpleasant? There's no you, solution except for just adding more gasoline it to this fire. It doesn't fix his problem that says that he's <laughs> no, it does. Here's how. Light. Here's how. They want to. They want to blast you with it. lights. All they're going to hear all night is the sound of about thirty-five uh, little fans and those inflatables going all <laughs> night long. All night. <laughs> Brittany uh, said that her family is split on uh, what Christmas movie to watch tonight on uh, Friday night. They do a movie night. Uh, the family is split down the middle between It's a Wonderful <clears throat> Life and Die Hard. Uh, how can they find a happy Die Hard. Yeah, I mean, do you just a wonderful life? Does anyone want to go right to bed? 
Yeah, yeah. Home Alone. There's other movies. Home Alone. There's other movies. The Happy Medium because there's action. Yeah, and there's other movies. It's a It's yeah. a Wonderful Life is great if you're looking to fall asleep if you're having yeah, trouble. Yeah, two right. extremes. Very true. Right? Like one is the this like the G version and one's like the two extremes. How do you? I'm alone. guessing it's probably parents, the adults want It's a Wonderful Life, and the kids probably want die. Listen, hard. I have a hot take Elderly people who want that one, and people might get mad at this, but the the, the rule of thumb is nothing in black and white holds up. There's nothing from the black and white era that is, 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 they have it in color now, Jesse. is super boring. They have it in color now. Which That's my dad. Right there. That's my dad speaking out of me. I got it in color. I was like, I didn't watch it in black yeah, and white. If it had to be colorized, it's going to be super boring. And just watch something else. Okay, last one. Uh, also, Cassie. Uh, maybe she sent in two of them. Uh, she said, uh, organizing a family... Christmas photo is like hurting cats. How do you get everyone to smile at the same time without blinking, looking away, or photo bombing? I'm assuming she has small kids. Burst. Just gotta oh. take a burst of of, of pictures. And you could Photoshop the good faces. Yeah, I was saying you gotta do the Michael Scott Photoshop. Yeah, yeah that's class. <laughs> that's yeah. only literally that's what we did. We did that with my family. It was twelve people. We did that. What's yeah, that? we photoshopped heads in my family. We literally did that because Are you I think I was blinking. Yeah, because I was blinking in one of the photos that everyone liked. So my brother-in-law replaced my face. I'm like, He's, why am I tan? And everyone else is not tan because I took that one in Mexico. And you guys took that in the forest <laughs> in Fort Lauderdale. I don't even That's know really what the point funny. of family photos are anymore. Like we have, we have technology you do, now. You and your wife do the matching outfit photo shoot thing. We did, I we have did one do, sitting right here looking at me in an we Oprah did Winfrey do frame. Some incredible engagement photos. Um, but that was before a time when the, the real talk, if there was like a, if there was like, you know, like the Sears portrait studio, but it was He's just some it guy down, on a laptop. Jesse. You guys. He's pulling it down and showing the screen. Guys, that was on the. The photographer who took that had that on their website for quite some time. You're just wearing white? Yeah, it was just... A, That's it? Yeah, so I wore a white button down. She's a, wearing a... O, OWN Open Winfrey Network frame. It's... it's Yeah. I thought you said there was matching, though. There was matching one cam, too. Yeah, I love that. Just hold it up. Just hold it up. No, no, matching, no. But I, I was expecting like jeans. flannel. I was expecting like flannel matching. Real talk. Like, Cameron, do you remember a couple years ago I texted you? Because like that Why photo that you just showed. have that picture. That's crazy. That photo. Yeah, there's no family photos next to you, Cameron. Only that photo of Jesse. <laughs> it's the only Jesse family photo. The toothpick? As it How did that be. toothpick just appear out of his hand? I didn't even see you pick anything up. What the, what's going on so, over here? Hold on. R- real talk. So the photographer who took that for a long time had that on her website, like advertising her abilities. <laughs> yeah, uh, obviously, lit. obviously, that photo brought her a tremendous amount of business. It's a good one. No, yeah, it's, it's a good. It's a good one. It looks like now, a lifetime Christmas movie ready to happen. I mean, who's not who's not using her? I have for, no family photos in my house, but I have a framed picture as of Jesse and Dana as, as most homes should. Jesse's a very wealthy man that comes back to his hometown and and his wife was, you know, she was in the church. She was a violinist in the church. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she's a lifetime lost her DVD passion. cover. Now, Cameron, but do you remember a couple of years ago when I texted you around the holidays that it was it was it was a photographer advertising, a local photographer advertising their ability to take great family portraits for the holidays. And and it showed right. up in all of our mailboxes. Do you remember that photo that I sent you? No, I don't. It was, it was a family, and one of the family members is now a very famous uh, pop star and fashion icon. Oh, wow. oh, Pharrell? It was Pharrell's family when he was in high school, <laughs> and he's wearing like the dorkiest leather coat, right? No. 
and because he's from Virginia that's Beach, crazy. and, and, that's and a awesome. photographer who did like the the Williams family photo when he was in high school, and it is the corniest photo you've ever seen. <laughs> like, I mean, you know how family, you know how like it, it, it was like that one Cameron show, just like back in the day where every where, where people would take family portraits and everyone. You know, it's all black and white, except everyone's wearing blue jeans and they're blue. It's like it was like that era of family photos, you know, and this photographer Mm -hmm. had, I guess, found in her archives that she had taken the Williams family photo at one point and was sending it around to drum up business. It was pretty fantastic. That's kind of fly. I ain't gonna lie. That is funny. All right. Last one. We'll end with the last holiday. New Year's Eve uh, party planning question. Matt says he's been volunteered to plan the family New Year's Eve party. He has no idea where to start. How do you throw a memorable bash that doesn't end up as a countdown to chaos? I've thrown several New Year's Eve parties. The question is, how big do you want to mm, go? You know, mm. uh, I don't know. You just have a lot of fun, have music, have merriment. What's the question? I'm sorry. The question he is, just, how he do just you throw doesn't have any, he's never thrown a New Year's Eve party and he needs food, tips on how music, to throw a good New Year's Eve party. Games. You got That's it. it. Yeah. Like That's it. Don't overthink it. Spotify playlist right there. You get some pizza, screw it, or get something food, and then you just that's it. Create an you, environment. You know what always always does well, and, and just be, is is you know those photo booths that you can wear the wacky glasses and yeah, yeah those are great. mustaches and stuff. You need to sit straight up, set up, speaking of portraits, a Sears portrait studio in the house where people can get like family photos done at the party. Mm-hmm, no mm-hmm. one's not going to love that, you know, like a cool woodland background or like a, a fake fireplace or something. Have and have like a uh, dude. No one's going to forget that party. They're going to keep those photos forever. I love that. I, I did that with, with some of my Halloween parties over the years. I had like the full backdrop photographer, you know, like did the thing and people would come posing their Halloween costumes and stuff. And it was like professional portraits and stuff. Yeah. That makes for unforgettable experience. I agree. All right. Well, you guys sent in a lot of questions. That'll do it for ask the cast holiday edition. Hope, hope that helped. Well, before we wrap things up, I want to mention a couple of things. One, the, a very relevant Christmas playlist is now available over at Spotify. Go check it out. 350 of our favorite songs from amazing indie artists artists we cover it's not the usual stuff go check it out a very relevant christmas just search for it over at spotify also head over to relevantstore.com where we are offering 30 percent off right now it's our christmas sale we got podcast swag amazing statement t-shirts all of our magazine and book archives um well what's available still uh, go check it out. Relevantstore.com, 30% off. Don't miss it. Okay. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Curry. Oh, this is Derek Marner. I'm Marty. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at RelevantMagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on the Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at RelevantMagazine.com.
I got to dig into this. This is very interesting. I have a lot of thoughts about this. I used to watch Preppers. Relevant Podcast Network. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.